Seagal, uh, Paul Pitchfork asks, uh, or rather demands, that we meet <laughs> 10 contemporary artists who are rethinking harp music. Harp? And harp. It's, you know, honestly, we had we had like three, and only one of them was interesting. Um, you know, so. is, is, yeah, I was like, do I have to meet 10? I mean, if you were in a room with all of them, I, I don't think I'd want to meet all 10. <laughs> I'd be like, introduce me to five. Let's start there. Just yeah. four or five. There cannot be ten interesting harpists. There's no way. Um, there aren't ten interesting cellists. Uh, you know, at least in the indie music scene that Pitchfork the, and we serve. The The subhead of this article is, you probably never thought you'd hear the harp soundtracking a queer porno. And I was like, yeah, well, no, I thought that. I, yeah. I, there's just no surprise there. Yeah, in this day and age, um, it's like the it's like when they're yeah it's it's one of many things in this day and age that are heralded as uh, striking a blow for novelty when they are in fact completely conventional now. I mean, what instruments like are more likely to soundtrack a queer porno than a harp? I mean, uh, a sousaphone. That one always seemed pretty gay to me. Yeah, I guess like a, uh, you know. A Sufjan-like horn section. Yeah, I think I think a tr- trombone slides during entry. There's a lot of potential here. Um, just like, see, that's gimmicky. That's gimmicky. We're talking. I feel like we're talking oh, artsy okay. porno. Artsy porno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's artsy, and like I feel like John Waters would do something like that. Um, that's no, true. Um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, the crass. The crass. The yeah, uh, you know the uh, what is the cheaply erotic can be artistic. Yeah, and gays nothing love lo- gays nothing love gays love nothing more than a, a good giggle. So, um, um, uh, I say that as a giggly person myself. Um, no shame well, to be giggly. There you are. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What else would be good? I don't know. Um. The classic, yeah, I know, Harp, no point in throwing the classic funk out there. Yeah, harpsichord. Yeah. That would be pretty good. That's a very stately instrument, even more so than the harp, which is honestly, yeah. you know, you can you can put a lot more inflection in a harp because you can pluck the strings at different uh, intensities. Whereas the harpsichord, famously, no dynamic range whatsoever. You hit the key, you get one sound every time. That's, um, yeah, I mean, just like kind of Amadeus. 
Yeah, Mozart. I could see that as two guys just rail each other. I like it. Yeah, it's right. Yes, yeah, that's. <laughs> it's not the only. The thing is, you have to expand your mind because it's a queer porno. So you know, yeah. there could be a lot happen. There could be a lot happening. Here. Oh, you're right. I just I'm being very very close minded, thinking queer equals two gay guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No. Uh, if we have identifiable genders at all, um, that's yeah. probably it's probably old fashioned in this day and age. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could also. <laughs> You could go the IDM route with a... Oh. A yeah, I mean... Porno. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, club music is obviously too on the nose, I think, for... Well, once again, yeah. for gay porno. Maybe the queers. It's a little weirder. I could see our friend uh, Phil making a queer porno with, like, an Aphex Twin soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him raising, like, $3 million to fund it. It would yes. be amazing. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> All for the Series life. A, yes. harpsichord queer porno. It's the, just renting a like the nicest harpsichord from the Met, like music, music <laughs> instrument collection. It hasn't been played for three hundred years. Oh my god! Oh man! Huh? Have you ever seen a harpsichord? Like, have you ever played one and touched one? I don't think I have. They're not around. Uh, I've seen one. But I've never, I mean, like, I've seen, like, it in a museum, you know. Yeah. But I don't know that I've played it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's probably been some weird concert I was at where someone was playing one. Some shit Yeah, like it's that. a big piece of equipment to haul around for one gimmick song. You That's know? true. And it's really got only so many uses uh, as a sound. Uh, there's a reason the piano kicked its ass uh, mm. post-Baroque period. Yeah. Once they could make good pianos. Yeah, not shitty pianos. What was the what was the dividing line between shitty and good pianos? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to make the frames strong enough to be able to hold all the tension from all the strings and like mm. keep it. Um so that it would stay in tune and everything would be in tune relative to each other. Hmm. Um so nowadays they use iron, but back then I think they had to figure out how to do it with like good hard wood, you know, mm. as we all do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, um the history you will recall like 10 years ago there was a there was a blog post somebody put up about how old style pianos that like beethoven wrote on were made from wood and did have different sound characteristics in particular the 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 degree of um higher harmonics changes throughout the register of the piano on the older Mm. one ones in the in a way that it doesn't now like right like now uh, a low note has about the same level of harmonics as a high note does. Whereas back then the low notes were, were just sort of the lower tones and not the higher harmonics. So, um, yeah, then Interesting. the, yeah. And this I think post, I remember somebody, this. Yeah. Somebody posted like recordings of like moonlight Sonata being played on an actual old cell piano. And it sounds totally different. It actually is really interesting and better actually. Yes. Not surprised. It's better. I mean, it's like, yeah, they, right. They made like, amazing violins back then that no literally no one has made one that sounds as good yeah but piano technology like the technology though is it's just made it so different like uh (laughs) they say also in moonlight sonata like you have to um and plenty of other songs i'm sure too ones with lots of the uh fucking the sustain pedal where the notes just keep playing like Mm -hmm. old old compositions would just be written with just like no you know sustain the whole time and the problem now is the notes 
hold way longer because the strings are much tighter and the frame because the frames are stronger because they're made out of metal so they actually have to figure out ways to add uh releases to the sustain pedal in the middle of the piece now that the composer never would have considered or Mm. else it just gets too muddy so bartolomeo bartolomeo christofori invented the piano i feel like he should be more famous yeah like that's a that's a big invest uh yeah invention I didn't think there would be one guy, to be honest. I felt like it would be one of those things that just appeared on the scene. Interesting. Yeah. Christofori? Christofori. What does that mean? Like, I guess not, that would be, it's not Christoforti. Hmm. Who knows? Um, good for him. Did you say his yeah. first name is Bartolomeo? Yes. All right. Good job, Bart. You invented the piano. Um, there you go coolest bart ever maybe um simpson uh what did saint bartholomew do it must have been something good not as good as the piano um <coughs> there's a uh there's only a photo bartolomeo had a nice portrait of him painted uh and there's luckily there's a photo of it because someone bombed the shit out of it in world war ii <laughs> Ah, oh, jeez. But it's, so it's like a pre-World War II uh, photo. Let's see what this guy yes. looks like. Cristofori. Ah, uh, you know. Oh, man. They all look the same. Yeah, he's got sort of a pinched face. Interesting. Um, did dudes, I'm not sure that his portrait artist was the best, to be did honest. Did dudes back, there, back then just all have these eyebrows that looked like oh my God. birds? I don't know. Well, you know they sculpted the shit out of them. I don't know that, but I'm guessing. They must have. Yeah. He's got the wig and everything. He does. Uh, um, other good Barts. Uh, Bart Giamatti gave birth to Paul Giamatti. Uh, so that's what cool. Are you, are, are you on a list of good Barts? No, I'm just scouring my brain. He's also the baseball commissioner who banned Pete Rose for life. Um, Paul Giamatti's father was a baseball commissioner? Yes, for huh. real. Not a joke. I wish I could do a Giamatti impression to do. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking, you fucking baseball. It's <laughs> the first time I've ever tried that. Uh, yeah, I've never tried one. And I'm not good enough at impressions to even do it to, you know, this piano, this guy invented is pretty interesting. Anyway, um, it's a great podcast where we're narrating, you know, go to the Wikipedia actually... uh, page for Bartolomeo Cristofori and you'll find some weird ass pianos oh nice all right um uh okay are we gonna play the music are we gonna do an intro or are we just gonna (laughs) do sure i was trying to think of a clever bit but you know i don't have any i feel like i thought of some clever bits but i didn't write any of them down and now Mm. the clever bits are gone Usually we just wait for us to say for something for us to crack ourselves up and then we play mother, the music. Yeah, mother. Yeah, mother. Well, I did long. my notes for next savage. Here they are in in their entirety. Uh, okay. Item one: protein. Uh huh. Yeah. Item for you. Item two: Rangoon slap. Uh huh. Yep. How stoned uh, are you for this list? I don't. Item three. Item three: most random, fortuitous music thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's random. I don't know about fortuitous, but I don't uh, even. I think. I think I protein. Just protein. No that's pretty idea. good. Yeah, 
You were so stoned or no in the idea. thick of COVID when you did this. Yeah. Joe and I have both had COVID since the last time we recorded. I think that's fun. Yeah. I think Rangoon I know I had we had COVID when we saw each other. We'll get to that. Uh-huh. Uh I had COVID, I mean. Uh yeah. I think Rangoon slap was some Chris Rock slap joke. Huh. But what Rangoon to- slap sounds like a good dance. Uh, tracks name yeah that's just gonna that's like it's like one of those things where you like read an article you're like this is like for 10 years this has been the dominant form of popular music in eastern vietnam oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 there's a neighborhood in uh in hanoi where they go nuts for rangoon slap, <laughs> slap. And then you're like, this, warehouses. whenever they do that, whenever you read one of those things and you look at it and you like, you're like, I'm going to listen to it now. And you're just like, no, this sucks. Yeah. You're like, this is a slightly different kind of world electronic dance music. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, I can get it. Like, if I were really into going to the, uh, the semi-legal Asian urban club, um, I would mm. like to have my own little bespoke micro genre of electronic music to jam out to with my drug adult friends it would be great uh-huh uh-huh yes I, me too while yeah i don't i just while eating a bond me i don't know <laughs> uh, people in vietnam probably do not actually eat bond. well no they do oh they totally do yeah they yeah, do. yeah no yeah. that's a real sandwich over there it's the french and the vietnamese combined it's a real sandwich damn it yeah that's it's cultural appropriation of the finest sort uh, yes, yes, and you don't stop. Cool ID, best rapper, you don't stop. Another fucking hundred fucking dollar for the style for you and your mind. Come on, yeah, you can never define anything but divine love. I'm a savage beast, <laughs> slightly above average at least. Nah, preference is relative. My references consistently uh, bring you to another vicinity. I hit you with the riddles consistently. Dead in the middle, a little triply, little did we know that we triggered a fissure in the metaphysical imagery, elegant painted in oil. Love is a flower, see how dissolving the power is dissolving the hours as well. The tower, a bell at the top of it, a hawk, a pigeon, a dove, a vision of love, an eagle, a falcon, even the gold coin in the talent that would um, prophesize upon earlier papyruses, gaze into the irises of infinite osiruses, hieroglyphical, visual, style, habitual, scriptural, uh, kick verses, hearses, ghosts, hovering above them, cold stuttering, skips in the tape, a vision of lake, a cold cloud field shrouded and secluded upon a winding road, <laughs> nature and existence are the same thing basically, swerve through the curves amazingly, paint me like a surgical... And welcome to Savage Beast... Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher. Uh, with me, as always, he's the bacon wrapped around my Sonoran dog, Paul McLeod. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to figure out what hierarchy that implies. Um, it just essential. Essential. All, all. Both. Both elements are essential to the Sonoran dog. Certainly. Certainly. Yes. Yes. Uh, what's the name I'll of the Sonoran? That kindly, then. Yes, please do. What's the name of the Sonoran dog place we went to? Huero uh, Canelo, which means cinnamon whitey, um, which is the nickname of the uh, redheaded Mexican founder of the place. Interesting. Yeah, uh, he's a he. He was he was a pale redheaded Mexican kid, so that's what they called him. Nice. There you go. And he makes a mean Sonoran dog. 
Oh, yeah. He's made yeah. a real empire out of it. It's the best hot dog. I mean, I think that I've had. It's the best hot dog variety of I, I've ever had. I, I tend to agree. I mean, it's it's taken over L.A. It's the the hot dog of L.A. So ah. we've got a major city on our side. I feel like we're in pretty good stead here. That's too bad. I wish it was I wish it was contained. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like I, it's feel it's still characteristically Tucson. But like L.A. has said, this is the best hot dog we know of. And I, I'll take their vote as a as a um, yes. You know, I feel like they're 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 bandwagoning with us. So, um, yeah, you know. It, yeah, it's like a real heavy hitter signed up to to be in a part of our crew. I'm with it. To our listeners, the Sonoran dog is is a beef dog wrapped in bacon, bacon. grilled with yes, with various Mexican toppings. Like basically, then put a seven layer dip on top of it. Yes, um, yes. The uh, there's a lot of good stuff. The the yeah the, the beans the, sour cream the avocado crema. Yes, so that's awesome. a classic. Yeah. Quick but, uh, things, and then of course at Wero Canelo you have the buffet of twenty-five different salsas slash grilled vegetables to put on top of it. It's really great. Yeah. Oh man, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's honestly good. I don't live near them. Yeah. Uh, What's uh, Maryland? No, is there any mid-Atlantic hot dog style, or is it just like the Philly cheesesteak is the closest thing? Well, we no, we have the uh, Maryland like Baltimore has a pit beef, okay, which is kind of a it's kind of a roast beef sandwich. It's kind of a chopped beef. Uh, uh, okay. You just get a whole mess of of uh, st- I don't know, I can't don't know how to describe it. Steak bits in a roll. Yeah, uh, it's pretty damn good. Um, that sounds good. Yeah. Of course, you have crab cakes closer to the water. Yes. I mean, Maryland, you know, crab is is uh, uh, quite famous. Um, yeah. There's a, you know, they put crab on a lot of shit out here. You get crab pizza. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I would rather eat the pizza and the crab separately is my feeling on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's not necessarily the most... It's too white for there to be like super interesting food, you know. That's that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. You're just the Catholic colony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in Baltimore, you could also get the lake trout, as made famous in Ooh. the Wire. Just like I've actually forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. Some delicious trout they have. I don't know that it's delicious, but you, you know, it's <laughs> like it's just fish sandwich places are popular. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I know, I do remember them eating crab cakes on that show, but I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Um, uh, we were in, we were together in Tucson and failed to record an episode, which is really yeah. unsurprising. It's totally unsurprising. I Instead, was also slowly dying of COVID. Yeah, COVID. Joe had COVID, so yeah. it's a pretty good excuse. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, I dragged him up a mountain with COVID, not knowing. It's true. I did. I was sucking air, but I made it up. Yeah. Um, no, that was that was uh, that was. It's a pretty steep ass climb that you did, considering you <laughs> yeah. had COVID. So, like ramping up to like COVID, not even like on the you know. It was, it was, yeah. 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 <laughs> Joe does not still have COVID. He has a different lung disease now. That's why he's. Coming. Yeah, that my you know my adorable but dumb children have given to me. Yeah. Well, they're never smart. No, it's it's they just. Are they back in school yet? Mine start tomorrow. It's fucked up. 
That is that's fucked. No, no, my uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Gabe starts tomorrow uh, next week. Yeah, which seems just. Oh no, two weeks. Oh, he's still got two weeks. He's oh, got yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, Arizona's Arizona's schedule is really weird. I don't know why they're doing it. Like it's going to be hot as fuck for all the kids during recess for the next month too. Like, yeah, sh- shitty thing to do. Yes, man. Yeah. Well, you know. You got to get them back in there, so uh, yeah, we can keep the. Well, well, we do like a fall break and a spring break, and then there's a rodeo break that's near spring break because a big rodeo comes to town. Oh hell yeah! Um, and they also do early release every Wednesday, so I think they just spread it all out to a lot of days so mm-hmm. the teachers could get high during the week more. Yes, definitely. That's uh. That's that's what all teachers do. That's why you become a teacher. Yeah. So you can get high. Actually, you know, I was hanging out with my brother Timothy on this trip, and he was telling me his stories of teaching at uh, private schools, such as the ones we went to, mm-hmm. uh, like middle school. He was teaching like Latin to like eighth graders and stuff. Oh God. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's so easy to be the popular uh, teacher. You just be like a cool guy who's not over forty. And, you know, mm-hmm. don't act like a dickhead. But he had all these stories about how just like, you know, uh, without really meaning to, he was everybody's favorite teacher just by being a charismatic young guy. And it made me think of all the like uh, there's that one guy who was like, I don't can't remember his name. So whatever. But there, I remember there being a teacher at our school who left uh, quickly. But like just by virtue of the fact that he was like a 30 year old fit man, he seemed cooler than all the other teachers. You mean like Mr. Ramsey, the Latin teacher? No, it was a, it was a, an African American teacher we had. He was like he like he was doing tenth grade and he left before right before we went to tenth grade. I don't remember his name. Oh yes, but, everyone did like him. Yeah, exactly. And I don't. I remember That's, liking him despite knowing nothing about the fact except that he was a good looking young man. Basically. The problem. The problem is like if you're an under forty dude teaching at like a private school like that, it's pretty hard not to be a dickhead. You know, that's yeah, not, that part is it's that's because we had a lot of dickheads in that category. We did. But the cool teachers, everybody loved. You it's know? true. So, yeah. There you go. Anyway, hey, there shout you out go. to Mr. Kruger. Still holding it down. That's true. Uh, Twenty five years later. at Trinity Yes. Prep. Literally the boss. He um, should listen to this episode. We should send it to him. We should. You go first. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> He'll be. He'll just be I like. I will actually. He just be like. Ah, I've wasted my life. <laughs> we don't want two of my best students. Fuck. We don't want to Anthony Bourdain, Mister Kruger. <laughs> just send him spiraling. Okay, now I'm definitely sending this episode to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, no, we'll send it to his students. That's what we'll do. Um, there you go. We toured. Uh, we toured many of Tucson's best dive bars. And, we did uh, listen to a lot of indie. Uh, well, I don't want to call it generic indie music, but um, seemingly oh right programmed by a uh, built by an algorithm indie music. Yeah, they were like playing like a whole bunch of songs that sounded exactly like uh, like indie rock, not chill wave, but like still guitar oriented indie rock from 10 years ago. Yes. Um, it was, it was crooked tooth brewing here in Tucson. Yes. The, the, uh, it was like clap your hands, say yeah. And real estate just or surfer blood or one of those things. Yeah. Um, but man, they all slapped. I I was just like, 
God damn it. I'm just going to keep talking, Joe. There you go. And when you can hear me again, you interject. Okay. The podcast is go. Okay. The podcast went on without you. You don't even have to delete anything. Um, that was a Discord blip for everybody. Um, <laughs> all those songs slapped. That's all I was saying. Um, they they had a good sound back then. They did. They did have good sound. Um, and I, I you know I don't want to. Com- I'm not going to complain about it. Pitchfork had an article recently about like whether algorithmical algor that's algor algorithmic mm-hmm. algor- algorithmically generated music was mm-hmm. like going to take over and take uh, over what just like that you know well is it going to take over people's background listening maybe yes yes uh, exactly could you just put that in a restaurant forever sure um is it going to be something that I would put down a human written and composed album to listen to when I'm doing, you know, when I want to actually listen to music? Fuck no. Obviously not. I mean, yeah. actually it could if a real artist, you know, created the algorithm and it was supposed to be used a certain way. Um, I know I've heard Otaker talk about that like 20 years ago. They talked about the idea of how instead of releasing albums of fixed music, releasing programs that played sort of algorithmic versions of songs um which you can see yes. that with electronic music right. how a lot of a lot of it is just playing with faders while you do the same things over and over and over again so you could just program a machine to do that and they honestly they, they said at the time the reason they wouldn't do it is because uh there would be no way to enforce the the intellectual property rights wouldn't inhere in the music thus produced because of the way mm. the laws are written which is just funny to imagine intellectual property rights for recorded music mattering uh for anything except selling it for ads for background for ads. But um, yeah, I could see it being cool, but generally speaking what they're talking about, like, I, I don't know. I don't care if they take over the space they're talking about. Yeah. I think reading the article now that's, it's about, you know, artists that use AI to like augment what they're doing. Um, oh, okay. And, like greatly modify their voice or their sound and kind of like build things off of that. Uh, oh well the people will do that will it yeah. take over quote unquote like no nothing's displacing a dude with a guitar and a piano or it's a that. very course. true very true actually I was recently looking at some pretty cool uh, on the Radiohead subreddit people posted um, uh, something from a um, a AI art generator that was using prompts uh-huh. from Radiohead lyrics. And okay. um, they were, um, hold on, I'll cut this out. I'm going to send it to you. Okay, Paul. So I just sent you through a uh-huh. link to these Radiohead lyrics. And these are, you can see that the actual lyrics at the bottom of the post, I mean, at the bottom uh-huh. of the picture. And if you scroll through them, like these are all generated. You don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't actually. I don't know if I believe them. I would have to see what the AI image generator does. Anyway, I feel like it's I, got artsy presets in it to begin with. Well, it it uh, what you do. So I watched a video. I was like, how do you do this? Because yeah. like, um, the one that was like, 
I will see you in the next life. There's like one person amongst these huge swirling trees and then one person up in the tree. It's like, yeah. And the, I'm looking at that one right now. When I'm a king, you'll be the first against the wall. And they're like these giant Kings looming over a little per. It's just yeah. like <laughs> the images are striking. I mean, they certainly provoke a, like, yeah, a very, um, genuine reaction. I don't know. You know, I don't know what I would say if I didn't know they were generated, but I watched how this, um, how this person did, or like how this one works. Um, it's not Dali. Um, it's called Mid Journey. And okay, uh, so that I went and watched YouTube. I watched like a twenty minute video about how it works, and it's like you put in the the prompt, you know. I think you can put in the lyric or you kind of manipulate the lyrics. So like the right thing will come out. And then uh-huh. in this video, it was like the person was like doing illustrations for a fantasy novel. So he was like Scarlet mage, you know, with dark power or something like that. And then listed uh-huh. like 15 different artists that uh-huh. were in the database of the thing. And it kind of like combined it to make, and then it would give you like four options and you could just stick with one of those and enhance it. Or you could say, okay, give me four options based on this option. And it yeah. kind of like kept generating. And so it was like, it was very interesting process to watch. I'm not sure that like the style here, which, you know, go to the Radiohead sub, uh, subreddit folks and search, you know, lyrics generator and you'll see them. I feel like this imp- like, dark sort of impressionistic yeah style might be like a limitation of the actual thing like you know yeah i feel like what we're seeing is like there's a machine <laughs> that is programmed to make um uh striking artistic images like you can see there's a similar palette and, mm-hmm. and similar treatment of colors throughout all these not the the palette changes somewhat, but the way it does color is similar, um, with like bright splotches and then some gradients in other places, a mixture of like warm colors uh, that are bright and then cooler colors in the background. Um, so I feel like the machine is just designed to produce striking images, and you give it the lyrics, and it sort of picks some particulars about the thing in it. Yeah. Uh, that way but i mean like like looking at the one that's like now that you found it it's gone now that you feel it you don't like there's a heart balloon thing in it like i don't think the ai has emotional connections between that concept and that image necessarily you think someone put like i wonder if someone inputted heart balloon or or like i said it's just like it's got it's just designed to like you know it could have been a bouquet or it could have been a flock of birds but heart balloon yes. was one of the options and that's the one it ended up on here. Well, you know what I'm saying? I think the, the question is, is that like, if you did the music version of this, like what would, uh-huh. uh, um, Oh, what would come out? What would come out and like, what is going to come out? You know, like what it's, it can, you know, you can obviously teach it to be in tune. Have yeah. Key changes I- that are appealing. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying is I feel like what we're seeing here is more um, like I think if you put any lyrics in here, you would get similar images is I guess what I'm saying at the end of the day. I see. So uh, you're right. These, yeah. You could probably like shuffle 
shuffle yeah. these images around to the different lyrics. And yeah. most of them I think what you Yeah, most yeah. of them would make sense actually. Yeah, or have some emotional connection. I mean, it's like a horoscope or a Rorschach test or something. You yeah. can sort of read into it Yeah, as far as the connections. But I mean, as far as it being striking images, which I agree they are, I think that's more a reflection of the artistic skill of the guy who designed the tool. And like the music version of it would be would depend on how good of a musician and composer and producer the guy making the tool is. Like it's not AI in the sense that it's just some like, you know, pure algorithm for calculations and and artificial intelligencing that like you know is like what image could i come up with it's like a it's like a thing that mashes colors and images together according to some rules yeah um, i mean I, I and the the music one would be the same thing you would give it certain keys and chords and characteristics and beats and how it would do beats and stuff like that and if you do a good job of that you would get good music out i mean whether you put good lyrics in or not Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it sort of it reminds me of back in the day, like, you know, Brian Eno designed an iPhone app that was like with all these cool Eno sounds. And, you know, there were like buttons on either side. It was like very visual interface. And, you know, you could you could press, you know, press the buttons and like there's infinite, you know, or hundreds of thousands of combinations for these Eno sounds to come out in different rhythms and like. Right. And patterns. You're like. And it was awesome. Like you were creating very cool music, but like Brian, it was like Brian Eno's input that was. That is exactly what I'm talking and about. Like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. If you just put like a computer on top of that to press the buttons, like in a certain yeah. way, it would. Yeah, you're right. It would still be this. Yeah, this Brian. Eno's and what input. I'm saying is, I suspect this image generator is essentially that for images, and yeah. the lyrics that you're putting into it are some random combination of buttons you're pushing. Um, and it comes out good because the generator just pr- generates good stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and can, and can like probably do, and you know, the fact that it can base do basic, like, yeah, like it can do basic crumble. conceptual matching. Yeah. Yeah. It could like Kings and walls. It's like, okay, I got that. Yes. <laughs> it may even have true. some concept of next life. Uh, you know, something going into the sky. I could even believe that. Who knows? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, some of that becomes like you know they might have hooked it up to a natural language processor. That would make sense. Totally. Uh, yes. To just yeah. Which knows that next life means death or like the afterlife and like yeah. knows what images are associated with that and. Yeah, natural language processors are like you know somewhat smarter than a dog, but dumber than a four-year-old at understanding language. So. Um, and they're pretty cool to know. fuck around with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm all for fucking around with AI and using it as a, a paintbrush, basically. Yeah. I just think it's – it's people say AI like you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, the machines figured this all out themselves, you know. Um, well, you know. Yeah. AI, AI Tom York will uh, <laughs> destroy us all. Yeah. Oh, man. So, speaking of Tom York, Joe. Mm-hmm. He released some music. He did. He sure did. Uh, we uh, have both now listened to the album A Light yes. for Attracting Attention. Yes, mm-hmm. by The Smile. And uh, it's time to share our thoughts on it. Uh, do we want to play a song yeah. from the album? Yeah, why don't you pick? Because I have been in the wilderness slash off the grid for two weeks and haven't listened to any music on purpose in a while.
we don't know what tomorrow brings by the smile. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. We don't know. Um, Paul, it was hard to pick a song because uh, I really do uh, really just enjoy this whole album. And it's it's hard to make a part represent the whole. Uh, yeah. In this case. So it's been like uh, over a month, actually, since I got around to listening to this because just travel and everything for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we had to jump back into recording. Um, but I'm just so happy that um, uh, we basically got a Back to Basics Radiohead album. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, if they were trying to make an album now with, you know, basically guitar, bass, drums, and like, you know, a few keyboard accents here and there, but not going nuts on all the production shit like they always do. Um, which yeah. is always great. But... Um, it's just cool that it exists. It's so cool. Um, it is really good. Um, I like that they were like, you know what? Yeah, those other guys. I mean, I wonder if it, if that's all those other guys are doing on the albums now is just making weird sounds to throw on top of everything. Yeah, um, which being, if, being if, sampled <laughs> is probably yeah yeah their their number one role. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Ed probably sits in, around and, you know, dicks around with pedals and tries to make just weird sounds come out. And yes. Add them to a track. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of funny just because, you know, it's uh, they cut out three-fifths of the band and it's still like, oh, yeah, they're still making just completely excellent rock music and they um they even made use of the simplicity that being having a smaller crew allowed um but yeah if I, for i guess we should explain for anybody who doesn't know the smile is tom johnny and some other drummer and then still nigel godrich their regular producer yes doing the production yes tom and johnny from radiohead the the and the drummer tom skinner from sons of kismet oh kemet kemet there you go yeah yeah, so he's like a legit jazz drummer, like a really seriously good one. Yeah, and, so. and there's some really cool rhythms on here. There's still uh, some, you know, uh, excellent atmospheric Johnny Greenwood um, scoring, you know, Academy Award nominated mm-hmm. composer Johnny Greenwood. Uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of just great twitchy guitar, both fast and slow. Um Yes. And exactly what you'd think, like, you know, a classic. <coughs> Hold on. There we go. What a classic Radiohead album would sound like 20 years on. Like, if they were trying to do, yeah. you know, their approach to rock music. Um, yeah. And it's, it's purest acoustic in the sense of, you know, unmodified instrument. Uh, yeah, like th- this is this is like a 1970s technology album. Yes, um, like you could really do it with that, and uh, um, you know, I guess it's probably sort of an accident of history that Radiohead. I mean, like all art is an accident of history. Um, that Radiohead ended up being associated with, you know, weird sonic flourishes. Uh, you yeah. know, basically, what I think they did on this is like they did away with all the atonal stuff, like there's 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 stuff besides straight ahead guitar bass drums there are other sounds synthesizers strings whatever um but it's all like written notes and stuff whereas when you listen to like 
uh, any recent any post OK Computer Radiohead album, like half of what's going on in most of the songs is like weird, you know, not uh, tonal, like as in not notes being played in a sequence, uh, sounds being added to uh, the tracks yeah. a lot of the time. Music that really um, can't be like performed played in that yeah. way, <laughs> like outside of a studio. Yeah. So even here when they're using not quote unquote, non-traditional rock instrumentation, like it's actual, like, r- you know, music parts that are being played in a musical sense. Um, and this is not at all to say that it is better. I love all the weird, uh, stuff Radiohead does, but it's just, it's a super interesting to see them just go back to like, you know, what if we wrote everything? What if everything was actual, you know, quote unquote, traditional music almost? Yeah. I, and I, I think that, um, but, you know, I, the first time I listened to this album it was in an altered state in Texas at the mm-hmm. at, at the end of a big party. I couldn't sleep. Which part of the state is that city in? <laughs> um, uh, that's a that's a terrible joke. Uh, and uh, <laughs> mountain time zone. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> and I was, uh, you know, dancing under the rainbow moon and the you know at, at the time it was just mm. what struck me is just like this the album is like really uh joyful and uh energetic and uh there's a lot of it's not heavy on it certainly is is infused with emotion but it's not heavy on ideas the way mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of Tom York's other work, recent work is it's more about like just the expression of yeah. these songs. I mean, I guess that that fits the musical idiom, you know, it's just like playing, just making sounds come out. Um, it reminds me a little bit of I just somewhere probably in the publicity for this album. I read a, a an anecdote that I'd probably read before about when. Johnny first came into like uh, some sort of uh, like school band rehearsal class that Tom was in and uh, uh, was for some like somehow or other was being cajoled into playing the keyboard, even though he had never played the keyboard before. And Tom told him. It doesn't matter. It, like he was like, I can't do this. I've never played it. And Tom was like, it doesn't matter. Just attack it. And I kind of feel like that's how they, I mean, it's obviously not. There's obviously much thought that went into this album, but it feels as if it's just them attacking instruments and putting it out there. Yes. You know? It's very good. Um, yeah. And it's, it's great that they made a good album uh, and that they, they, a great album, a great album. Like this is, yes. this stands up there with Radiohead stuff for sure. Absolutely. It's, it's one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. Uh, they seem to be already working towards another one, writing songs oh, nice. kind of open towards that. Um, which is a good thing because uh, I think recent news has indicated that Radiohead is, you know, on a more uh, serious hiatus than they usually are between their albums. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I think that. I mean, it's been seven years now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Ed Ed had an interview and and seemed to kind of, you know, uh, uh, be somewhat reluctant to. Uh, get back to get like he was like oh it was a great time you know and and kind of like Ah. we could do we could absolutely do it again and sort of like seem to have some reluctance working on his second solo album you know um yeah uh, and and you know some of the piece together stuff was that they 
they did try in recent years to like come back together and um you know people were blaming didn't, have, didn't work people were blaming ed in particular for saying no to it um which is kind of why the smile maybe yeah maybe uh that is what it feels fruition. like yeah is like tom and johnny were like yeah we're still geniuses and we want to put out music in a in a collaborative sense and the other guys are like eh <laughs> we don't get yeah. recognized as geniuses and we're rich. Well, I so. think I think Colin would be <laughs> delighted to make another radio album. I think he's like, come on, guys, well, guys, guys. I'm sure they... Anytime, what, guys. What, did they tell him he couldn't guys. be part of the smile? Then maybe they t- maybe they said, look, if we have more than two guys, then it's just Radiohead without the other guys, and that's not cool. Yeah, well, I don't know uh, that I don't know that the other guys want to make... I think they want to make a radio album. I think that's the thing in which yeah. they consider... And this is not... All five. They consider it to be all five of them coming together and making it. Yeah. They don't have any desire to like do any other version. Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad that the there's a simple expedient for Tom and Johnny to continue being musical geniuses together. Did you yes. see this thing? I think it was in the same article I was reading that uh, Tom literally does not know how to read music. Apparently, I did know that. Yes, which oh, is I mean, hilarious. holy shit! And Johnny like tells him he cannot learn. Um, he wants him to be the savant who doesn't know anything, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And it actually makes a ton of sense. But I mean, he wrote all the fucking songs almost, I guess, just by knowing how to make sounds on a on a piano and a guitar. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I guess, you know, you um, don't I guess if you're in the room with other musicians, you don't have to read any music. You just be like, it's going yeah, from A to G I, here. Yeah, he must know what the what the what the notes are and stuff. Yeah, but of like, course. That's you. You could know but, all that stuff and just not know how to write it down in like you know standard music yeah, notation. Yeah. But I, but I bet still like he doesn't know shit about theory. You know, he must have noticed that minor chords sound sadder than major chords or something. But like beyond that, I don't. It sounds like he doesn't think about it that hard, which is good. It's worked yeah. for so long. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows how that would yeah. work in in such a person's brain. Yeah, I mean the thing is, like when you're rec- when you're composing music on computers, as he's done plenty of, like you just use uh, they just give you the visual metaphor of a piano keyboard. So right. if you know how to play a piano, um, yeah, you wouldn't need to know how to write music ever, I guess. Yeah, that's funny. Well, uh, I agree. Stay a savant. Oh yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, learning things about music. Um, I was staying at my pa- at my parents this week, and they have a big grand piano. Mm. And like, uh, Neutral Milk Hotel got into my head for some reason. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out how to play O Comely on the piano. Um, so I looked it up, and it's like, it's it's kind of awesome because like within a few minutes, like it turns out O Comely is two chords. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna easy. say, is it like, <laughs> is it like kind of ridiculously simple? Yeah, it's E minor C, E minor yeah. C over and over again, um, uh, and then but then like you know so the the melody is a little bit more interesting than that uh, the vocal melody uh, when you play that on it, but like it's like at this it's it's just uh, I don't know there's something about the magic of music here that at the same time you at one point you can be like wow within five minutes I'm like sort of you know getting that feeling just from playing the song myself, and also. Um, uh, it's like, but it se- it makes it, it makes it both seem cheaper because it's so easy to do uh, if you know a little bit, 
and also more mystical because it's like how do is this how does this make me cry yes <laughs> like yes just the most basic thing <laughs> i want to die every time i listen to it um well it's yeah music is weird yeah <laughs> well if jeff if jeff mangum was singing like a like any child's lullaby you would be like weeping, yeah so yeah well you know uh uh my move um, singing to my children when they were tiny and then I was trying to get them to shut the fuck up and go to sleep while carrying them around in the middle of the night was always to uh, sing Radiohead songs at the Nice. Um, yeah, particularly uh, No Surprises, good lullaby melody. Um, I just I just sang my daughter closing time when it was time to go to yeah. bed. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't yeah, say I the changed the lyrics um, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's great but yeah um music she yeah. is a she is a mysterious beast she is um all right we gotta uh, it made me want to i'm gonna I'm, i think i may get a like wait for somebody to put a free piano on facebook marketplace and just take it nice honestly, is what i don't know where gonna you're do. gonna put you should put it in your backyard actually that would be well sick. i would probably move the rowing machine and put it in that corner because it's far away from the neighbors oh there you go um yeah but um yeah, you're right. There's not a ton of room. Um, but if I get a stand-up, you know, I think I could fit it in that corner. Yeah. And then uh, infinitely interesting way to just kill time, mm-hmm. just fucking around on a piano. Just get a synth, baby. Big old That's the thing. It doesn't synth. sound as good. Big old no, 80s synth. No, I need acoustic instrumentation in my goddamn... Maybe I, get a, maybe I should get a harp. I think that's the answer here. A harp would be a good one. All right, next episode, we're going to discuss what... What acoustic instrument you should get. There's so many good choices out there. I mean, yeah. Okay, we'll do it next episode. I'm not going to continue the conversation. Yeah, I had to think about that one. I Yes, also I have to go because I'm going to just start coughing. Damn. Yeah, well, we made it an hour. We did. There were a few cuts in there. Yeah, whatever. It's long enough. Everybody's just happy to hear from us. They are. We've been waiting for the beast. Thirsting for the yes, savagery. And they got it. Good night, everybody. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, tell them about about this podcast. <laughs> it comes on Joe once dies. a month. I mean, once a year. Mm-hmm. Once a month. Oh my god! If we could do that, that'd be the dream. <laughs> once a year. All right. Dream. Good night. Goodbye.